Okay. I feel good about this rap battle we're going to do today. Oh yeah, why is that? Well, I've been practicing a lot and uh, sleeping less than you, so I have extra time to practice. You've been, been staying up late? Get better at rapping? Yes, that's correct. But you know that, I mean, like, like sleep is the most powerful steroid. I suppose I hadn't thought about that. When I go to sleep at night, I just want to fight, fight with my pillow. It makes me feel like it's made of Brillo, and I feel so low. I get so low down in the dream space. It's like another place, a piece of my mind where I can find. What do you find things in your dreams? What do you mean? Well, I, I do have a dream and then you find something in it. Yeah, maybe. It's, it sounds like a very mundane activity. Like finding a thing. Like I find things when I'm awake. I don't need to do it while I'm asleep. I'm just trying to have a discussion about dreams and it seems like you are judging. I am judging you. Your dreams sound boring. Are you you're throwing some sort of shade at me? It's right. I don't really need to hear about your dream. I know what you mean. I know how it seemed when your face fell off into the ravine. I don't need to know what happens in your dreams. But I had a really interesting one last night. No, I, you, you didn't. I assure you, you didn't have an interesting dream. No one has ever had an interesting dream ever in their life. It's a very rude thing to say. Well, it's the, it's the, it's the truth. It, I mean, I think when you said that, what you're really saying is I don't want to listen to anyone and I don't care about other people at all. I, that's not fair. I think it's very fair because I think what you're basically saying is like one of the main categories of the, like you could apply that logic to like all conversations ever that aren't about like the most interesting things and most important things in the world. Yeah, maybe I would. Well, that makes you an asshole because... Like, that's like the social lubricant that makes the world go round. Don't balk at my small talk, I'm at a fork in the road. Feeling like a toad and this don't bode well for our interpersonal relations. Our interpersonal relations. What if we get trapped inside a space station? Cause, cause it would be tight, tight quarters? Yes, the tightest quarters. Eight quarters sounds kind of like sexual to me. Why? I I don't know. I mean, just the word tight is always what? I mean, you know. I don't tight like when it feels right when you're getting the squeeze, getting weak in the knees, and you're begging her, please. Well, I didn't mean to assume that her would be the proper pronoun. I actually frown on heteronormative defaulting of speech, so now I feel like Screech from Saved by the Bell because I can tell that I said something that doesn't sit well. Is that what Screech's character was like on that show? I, I, I think so. I haven't actually seen it. I haven't seen it either. Yeah, I, but I assume he, I think he like said awkward things and then felt bad. You know, it's funny that two people our age uh, would not have seen uh, Saved by the Bell because I, I think it's much, it's very much a cultural touchdown. Uh, a cultural touchdown. It, it, it got in the end zone and scored.
you can admit that you said it wrong. No, I meant to say cultural touchdown. Uh, you know, the common phrase. Uh, have you not heard that? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to use uh, big words. I, th I think your relentless commitment to being uh, smarter than me actually makes you quite dumb sometimes. Trying to seem smart is an art, but not all artistic pursuits yield fruit. You can make bad art and you can have brain farts, but don't, don't, don't. Let's start pretending we're smarter than we are, because if we're going to go far, we need to be stars of humility and accurate assessment of our own intelligence, or have fast cars like Tracy Chapman. I know this is kind of a tangent, but you brought up Tracy Chapman, so I, I'm going to ask this, but dude, what kind of car do you think it was? I, uh, besides a fast one. Yes, besides a fast car. What, what kind of car do you think it was specifically? I don't, I don't know. I mean, what, what kind of context clues can we get from this song? It is a car that if uh, someone wrapped their arm around your shoulder, it would feel r real nice. So you're thinking like, like bucket seats. Uh, what's it, what the bucket seat? When I say it, I'm imagining like a bench, uh, like, a, like a couch. Do you think this car just has a couch in it? I, I don't know. What are the other context crews from this song? Uh... Uh, I, yeah, I had a feeling like I belong. I, I had a feeling like I could be someone. What kind of car does that? I, it sounds like a Corolla, I guess. You think, you think so? Yeah, I think, uh, whenever I'm in a, a Corolla, I, I feel, I really, I, 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 I feel like I could be someone, be someone, be someone. Be someone. Do you want to just sing fast car, like a little bit? Okay, like we'll do a, a duet. Yeah. You got a fast car. I got a job that makes a whole lot of money. Ding, 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 we can get ding, out of here. Ding, ding, I'm going to go to the supermarket. Your car will come in handy because I got to get a lot of groceries. We can carry them home to our house, which is also in the suburbs. Now remember that we were driving, um, driving in your um, car. We had to get home um, because the groceries um, were melted. Um, we bought so much ice cream um, at the store. And um, then your um, arm was around my um, shoulder and um, I, I, um, I had a feeling that I belonged. I, I really wanted to get home and eat that ice cream. Eat that ice cream. Eat that ice cream. Eat that ice cream. Okay, this was a really good rap battle. I think we should feel proud of ourselves. Yeah, me too. Goodbye forever. We live together. Oh, I forgot. Okay. Alright, and welcome back to another installment of America's favorite afterlife themed show. Uh, you can't take it with you. I uh, mean, taking some calls today from folks from all over the world who want to talk about what they think happens 
uh, when the light goes off in your eyes for the last time. Which, I guess, implies that it goes off multiple times. Which I'm not sure is true. But hey, I'm not the metaphor police. Uh, they, that they do fine work. Uh, metaphor police. You know, they put their lives on the line every day. I'm just a civilian who has opinions about the way people say things. Caller number one, you are calling in from Browntown, Ohio. What do you think is going to happen to you when you're dead? So I was thinking that when I die, I think everybody should tell me in, in the artistic uh, expression field of their choice. It could be dance. It could be uh, macrame. It could be macklemore. It could be uh, bait and tackle, like the fishing store. You could make a fishing store in my honor. The point is, you're gonna you're gonna create something out of nothing, and that tells people what I was like, and then I will live on through their creations. I see. So what you, you, you're describing, uh, I think, the well-known concept of uh, immortality through creation, uh, but uh, you're, you're, you're outsourcing the creation. Yeah, that's right. I, think, I, I mean, I think some people might call you lazy. I think you're very cl clever. That sounds smart. Well, thank, well th thank you very much. I, I was the smartest boy in my elementary school class, and then I stopped because... Fear wasn't going to get better than that. I see. So you, you dropped out from fifth grade? Yep. And when was this? Last week. So, oh, you're young. You're a very young man. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I, I'll just assume you're ever how old people are when they are in fifth grade. Don't worry. We don't have to go into specifics, especially since you're a minor. I want to protect you your identity as much as possible. Well, that's very kind of you. Okay. Caller number two. You are calling in from New Orleans. Am I saying that right? New Orleans? I, I, I'm a transplant, so I, I say it wrong. I'm sure, so don't, so don't even worry about it. It's not, um, it's, you know, when I'm dead, this is, I, I, I'm going to get to my afterlife in a second, but when I'm dead, I think the main thing uh, that will, uh, uh, like, the main thing that I will take away from that is that, like, no one will be correcting me for pronouncing places differently than they do anymore. And I, I think, I think that's something we can all look forward to as in the sweet release of death. I actually assume that's what they're, they're talking about. So you okay? So you think uh, the the uh, to, I, I, again? I'm stepping on the metaphor police's uh, into their jurisdiction a bit, but you're saying that you think the sweet release of death is mostly talking about uh, the minor annoyance of being corrected by uh, locals on how they pronounce things. Yeah, that's pretty much the worst thing in my life. It sounds like you live a very privileged life, I must say. I do. Well, at least you uh, are aware of it. Thank you. Thank you. I think you're taking a little bit more credit like <laughs> than I'm comfortable with. Uh, it's not that actually big of a deal, uh, but with the getting off the rails 
please talk about what you think happens when you're dead. Um, so, and, and this is an original idea, but I think uh, you, uh, jazz band plays uh, at your funeral. Uh-huh. Uh, you never heard this idea before? No. Not even aware, like, where you, where you currently are? What does it have to do with New Orleans? I mean, it just sounds like a thing that they do there. Well, they will when I die, because I'm going to be the first one, because it's my idea. I think you are appropriating some part of New Orleans culture in a way. Uh, I think I think you're mad with power and your privilege, and and you're doing a bad thing. Am I? Am I? Am I in hell? What? If you had to ask me to describe what hell is, it would probably be being called on uh, my bullshit. Okay, first of all, no swearing on the air. We'll, we'll bleep that out, I'm sure. Uh, but second of all, uh, yes, this is your hell. Really? That's right. And I am the devil. You sound nicer than I, I expected, I guess. I think it's a, I, it's a common misconception that uh, there's only one devil. Uh, really, everyone has a personal devil and a personal hell. Uh, so I am the personal devil of your personal hell. I am, I am your own personal Satan. Dum, dum, da, dum, da, dum. Okay. So is this, is, this the, is this a metaphor again? I think it might be, yes. I'm going to call the metaphor, please. Well, <laughs> you can try, but uh, you'll find that they, they slip through your fingers like... So much, uh, soapy residue. I'm gonna call the metaphor police on you for that. That was more, I think that was more of a simile. But, I don't know, I mean, this, and please do not call the, 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 uh, Bureau of Simile Investigation, because I don't, I don't want them, like, this. then it's, then it's a power struggle between those two bodies, and, yeah. I don't want any part of it. Okay. All right, I think we're done here. Uh, I'm going to say goodbye to you and welcome in caller number three. You appear to be calling in from the edge of space. Far out. Hi. Yes, hello. I don't know if being at the edge of space has given you some special insight into this, but uh, I'd love to hear what you think happens uh, in the afterlife. I'm pretty sure that all of my pets will be there, but I think they'll still be dead. I see, so you'll be reunited with your dead pets, but literally, they're just, they're still dead. Yeah. And then I will say to Jesus, he's real in my version. That's fine, we pass no judgment here. You can have whichever deities you like. And I'm like, whoa, son of God. My pets are dead. And he'll be like, oh, I love the Twilight Zone. I am like the monkey paw. You should have chosen your words more carefully. And then I'll be like, have you always been like this? And then he'll be like, no, for like the first 2,000 years, I was pretty much just like on the level. 
and you know I, I would give people the benefit of the doubt but now I've decided to be a real uh, stickler for grammar because I feel like uh, everyone's kind of writing and reading comprehension has gone way down I gotta stop you there because uh, your, your, your hypothetical Jesus uh, your own hypothetical Jesus, uh, I think he's actually falling into a common misconception that the, the, the intelligence is actually going down when really, because now everyone can publish them, like there's more writing and reading happening than ever before. Uh, you normally were just not exposed to how stupid the average person is on an everyday basis. Are you calling my fancy trickster Jesus uh, a liar? Your own fancy trickster Jesus. He's a liar, yes. Well. Okay, I'm gonna go do space stuff, uh, but this is fun. Um, I I don't know how this is gonna work, because I think my, my communication will not get to you for 500 million light years. Or just years, I guess, when we talk about time. Man, space is hard, you know? You don't have to tell me. Uh, I nearly went into space once. Uh, backed out because I had a date, uh, and, uh, that's how you got here, son. We have a strained relationship, father. You know, I'm okay with it. I think I, we, the cards were dealt the way they were, and now I got a son out on the edge of space, and I'm proud. I love you. Right, caller number four, you are calling in from Indiana. A return to normalcy. A call from Indiana. Like a cold drink of water. Or a brisk uh, fall day. I really gotta stop with the metaphor police are coming for me. Uh, what do you think happens when you die? What I, what I think happens when you die is that all of the people in the world that you were mean to, they get together and form a, a football team. And you have to play them. Uh, they field the regulation 12 people aside, but you can only field yourself and any uh, tiny humans you may have made throughout your life. Uh, I've kind of built a loophole for myself into this afterlife because I have uh, 27 children. It's very, it's a very impressive uh, children count. Uh... Uh, not to not to to my own horn, but how many of your children are currently on the edge of space? None. Well, all right then. That that seems like kind of a dick move to bring that up. I never said I was like one of the angels that people often describe uh, when they talk to me. So I can see how people would make that confusion, but uh, I I am not. I'm not anything like that. All right. Well. Anyway, uh, I field my team. It's me and uh, my 17 daughters and my 10 sons. Uh, all from the same woman. This, that is very impressive. Yeah, my, my Martha, she's a, she's a hell of a lady. And How many, like, what's the count? Like, I assume there's a lot of twins and triplets and quadruplets involved. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, two septuplet pairs. Uh, born, they were born within a year of each other. I see, so that's, uh, that'd be Irish, four, whatever 14 is. Yeah, I, I looked it up once, but then I forgot, uh, I, 
you know, it's not really that important. I'll take your word for that. You got the Irish 14 plits, and then that leaves you with, what, you got 13 more to make up for that. Yeah, and then there's some Irish uh, quintuplets, and then then I got I got three solo shots. Uh, that'd be Sammy, Tammy, and Jammy, and they are my eldest two daughters and eldest son. So I start. I had to work up to getting kind of like it was one shots, and then it was like kind of spread shot. It was a lot like contra. I see. How do you think you do in this this cosmic football game where? Your, your, your prodi- prodigious progeny uh, helping you win the game. Or are they? Well, I, I imagine it's going to be like a cosmic joke on me because I, I encouraged all of my children to go into the humanities so they don't, they're really not, they're not sportsmen like they're old men. And I think, I think it's going to be a lesson for me uh, in life and, or indeed in the afterlife uh, that, you know, people should have a more balanced upbringing and also the football is just really great i think that's what i'm going to learn most it's going to get tackled over and over again and each time i'll think damn i'm ready for some football do they still do that no they discontinued that song uh because the guy i think he had uh he may have had a that i i don't know he i think he had an affair with a football on Monday night in front of everyone or something. I don't even know. That sounds like a real questionable series of events, but all right. A questionable series of events uh, could describe this entire show. And with that, I think we're going to call it a day. Uh, but thank you for listening to You Can't Take It With You, America's favorite call-in show about dying and what happens after. Commonly called the afterlife. But sometimes I like to have more fun with the words. So please indulge me in that sometimes. Thank you. <laughs>